Live from Nashville, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Heard about a land where the cowboys came. Taped a picture on the wall from a magazine. Got a renegade heart beating in its chest. Gonna beg till I borrow his way out west. And a sea of stage on and on. Gonna learn the way of a native son. Gonna turn the head of all who see him. And he's
course, called Freedom to kick things off with Mary Kay this morning from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico today is our co-host, the lovely Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary, and welcome back live. <laughs> yeah, I've I've kind of missed you for the past three weeks. Just a little bit. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Oh, break my heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. No, it was a lot of fun. I think this is the first time in a couple of three or four years where I've just taken off and enjoyed myself. But uh, it's first always... Time in, first, first time in five... I Since since you and I have been on radio for over five years, it's the first time I can remember, actually. <laughs> well, it is. It is. I'm, I'm kind yeah, of a workaholic, yeah. but I, I enjoyed the three-week break that we took. And... Um, but it's good to be back, and it's good to be live again. Yeah, it is. So we're gonna have a, yeah. we're gonna have a lot of fun today. Um, I am kind of hot back here in Tennessee. How about out in Albuquerque? Well, we just got back from our morning walk, which we tried to take a little bit earlier. We're we're still pretty comfortable. We're at about ninety, and uh, it doesn't look like it's gonna go much higher today. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's actually pretty comfortable out here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's no a complaint. good thing we're in, good thing we're not in Arizona where our first guest is because <laughs> I hear it's going to be like 114 out there today. So oh, we, we may have to let her tell us about her weather forecast for for Arizona. Uh-huh. But tell everybody who our first guest is today. Well, we are just delighted to have Nancy Elliott joining us on Campfire Cafe today, making her first appearance. I'm not sure why why it's taken us that long to get Nancy on, but uh, we're very excited to have her with us today. And who do we have in the second hour? Well, in the second hour, our good friend, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Eversole, is going to be joining us. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about with Robert in the second hour on Saddle Up America. So everybody needs to stay tuned. We're going to have a great time talking with Nancy during the Campfire Cafe and listening to her great music from the CD Tall Tree. But uh, then we'll have a big time talking with Robert as well on Saddle Up America, so stay tuned. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from the album Tall Tree. This is one that Nancy's done called Gypsy Heart. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Nancy Elliott today on the Campfire Cafe. When you rode into my life, really took me by surprise. This broken gypsy heart could not believe there could be someone else like me with a longing to be free. Find a gentle gypsy heart to rest beside. Gypsy heart, gypsy soul, you always want to stay. From the edge of the road And the part I love the best Is when you lay your head down to rest Your dream and I are loving gypsy home I 
you're gone a long, long time And my heart begins to find For your sweet kiss and laughter in my ear You may be far on down the road But your rambling spirit goes Drifting off to find me in my dream Gypsy heart, gypsy soul You're always one step from the edge of the road And the part I love the best Is when you lay your head down to rest You're dreaming of our loving gypsy home Are you now my gypsy love? What are you saying? What did you find in the rising of the sun? So many stories to be told and new highways to unfold. Keep your gypsy heart a rambling all of the time. Gypsy heart, gypsy soul, you're always one step. From the edge of the road And the part I love the best Is when you lay your head down to rest You're dreaming of our loving gypsy home Gypsy heart, gypsy soul You're always one step From the edge of the road Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Gypsy Heart by today's featured guest, Nancy Elliott, from her album, Tall Tree. Our guest, Nancy Elliott, joins us today from her home in Arizona. Her love for music began with organ lessons and practicing with her mom by her side, sharing the music bench. Guitar lessons followed, and soon she was playing the music of her favorite performers, like John Denver and the band America. Writing her own songs quickly followed. Throughout the years, Nancy and her guitar—excuse me—throughout the years, Nancy and her guitar have entertained audiences large and small, from Ohio to Texas, from Utah to Wisconsin, and many places in between. She describes her music as Southwestern Americana, stories and poetry written about life in the desert Southwest. She writes, sings, and tells stories to share with us this wild and dangerous place she lives, thinking we also hunger for big skies, adventure, and a little something to tame. Through her music, she seeks to make connections from heart to heart across the country and through the ages. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a woman of many talents, clothing designer, songwriter, guitarist, and performer, who believes everyone has a story, every story matters, and at the heart of it all, she has a story to tell. Nancy Elliott, welcome, Nancy. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bobby. Uh, uh, Sonoran Desert, good morning to everyone. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good so morning. give us your weather forecast. Give us your weather forecast for Arizona oh, today. It's- 
it's real easy this time of year in Arizona. You look out the window and you say, it's going to be really hot today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, At about 4 o'clock, you look to the southeast and you'll see the big anvil thunderheads building up. And, mm. you know, there's yeah. all this yeah. bluster and strut going on in the sky. And then sometimes it rains and sometimes it just doesn't rain here. Sometimes it rains every place, but right here. Yeah, it's kind of like Tennessee has been for the last few days. So we've had thunder and lightning, and and uh, when it got down to it, we got nothing yesterday. But we sure had the yeah. noise that was going on. So that's yeah, okay. Sometimes you don't you you don't want to know how hot it no. is. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh. Well, I had I had heard and we talked a little bit before the show that you are a phenomenal guitarist. And um mm. so what age were you when you started taking guitar lessons and performing? Well, I was about 12 or 13 when I started to play the guitar and it was really um it was really by default, I guess you could say, uh I got very sick and uh and I couldn't go outside and play. And um oh, no. back in the day when I was 13, we still played with dolls. So it's a very different really? world. We, oh yeah, we still played with dolls at 13 and had a playhouse and you know all of that. So I couldn't go outside and play and you know go riding with my friends and stuff. So a friend of the family played guitar and told my dad that he would teach me how to play if my dad bought me a guitar. And so I just got very interested in that, and I was already a big fan of America, of course, and John Denver and and the folk singers from that time period. And it was only natural, James Taylor, you know, Linda Ronstadt, it was only natural to fall into uh, playing, uh, learning, cutting my teeth, so to speak, on their wonderful music. Yeah, so when, and you grew up in Ohio, didn't you? Yes, I did, out near uh, Wright State University, near Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So when did you make the move west? Uh, The year I graduated high school, um, I went to work down in Arkansas for the summer for some friends that ran a uh, a Montessori school, kind of an extension, I guess you would call it. They had a farm there where the kids would come out for a day or a weekend, however old, depending on the age of the kids, and and learn about agriculture and learn about um, canning and and, uh, livestock, animal husbandry, things like that, you know, of course, on their respective uh, age levels. I spent the summer working for them, which was wonderful. And Mary always gets a kick when I talk about living in the (laughs) treehouse. But you'll have to look on the website for that. <laughs> That's another story that we can go for miles on. But, oh, wow. Um, and I went from there, uh, found a job out in California with the California State Park System for a couple seasons. Uh, that's, and in that process of going from Arkansas to California is when I drove through Arizona, I just, it took my breath away. You know, I I just. I had to pull over and stop and get out and look and and you know you stop at the old fall down Adobe gas stations and you know there's nothing left there but the payphone still works yeah and, you know it's just 
and and I just said, I'm coming back here. So eventually <laughs> I did make it back to Arizona. Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 So when did music start for you as a career? Well, I guess I always kind of had it in the back of my mind when I started uh, playing. And within a year of um, learning the guitar, uh, my dad helped me purchase a uh, 12-string guitar. Really? And I wow. got yes, I got well. You know, it was fifty dollars. Um, it was at a pawn shop, and it was fifty wow. bucks. So I I earned twenty five of it babysitting, and Dad threw in the other twenty five. You know, and so so the next summer I went down and played a festival there in Dayton. I think it's still going on. It's called the River Fest. And wow. Um, and I was, I mean, horrified. <laughs> So I'm sitting there, and this this gentleman walks up. You know, I, I just I can't get anything out. I'm sitting down, got the microphone in front of me, and this man walks up in front of me, and he says, literally, I can't remember exactly because I was so terrified, but it was like something to the effect of, "Just look at me, okay, sweetheart. Just look at me and sing to me." And he stepped back into the audience, and that was Mick Montgomery. And oh wow! Yeah, uh, and I was singing to Mick Montgomery, and then that, that first song, and he's just smiling and laughing, and it was quite interesting because years later, he was a high school teacher in town, and years later, he's uh, the one that gave me uh, my first local break, I guess you could say, when I got to sing at Sam's Tavern in Dayton, uh, you know, when on his open mics, and then later I played his opening night when he purchased a place called Canal Street Tavern. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. That's what, that's what got started. I was a terrified 14-year-old. <laughs> golly, golly. Uh-huh. That is, that's an awesome story. Awesome story. So, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to tell all these young performers, just look at me. Just look at me. Yeah. That's a cool story. Well, let's get to another mm-hmm. song from the CD and come back and talk more with Miss Nancy Elliott in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. But right now, let's take a listen to one called Horseman's Hands, and we'll be right mm. back. I'm not so young. I'm not so old. Brown and 
barricade soon. I understand uh, from a recent conversation, maybe within the last few months, that there are still places down there in Texas. Oh no! They're still ticking wet. So, yeah, that was that was way back in the battle days there. But um, getting to, I, I wouldn't say that I got to perform with, but we did share the stage uh, with. I did share the stage with um, Johnny Gimble and, and Rex Allen Jr. way back then. We all played at a, a benefit concert for a new veterans hospital there in, in Abilene. And um, there was just a, a myriad of uh, performers there that night. And oh my gosh, there was this Mexican lady's name and just what a singer. And now her name, her name um, slipped my mind, but oh, there was just such a, a wonderful bunch of people playing there that night. But to get to stand and talk with um, Johnny Gimble and Rex Allen Jr. after the show was quite the um, encouragement, I guess you could say, for a youngster like myself at the time. But yeah, I played. I, I played many nights a week. There was I played in a place down there called the Old Sawmill, which um, um, Mel Tillis had opened. Uh, about the year before I got there to Abilene, and it was a pretty neat little bar. Of course, I, just being a solo act, I played during the week, and um, the bigger bands, um, mm-hmm. somebody by the last name of Underwood in the Texas Hat Band played there on the weekend. <laughs> and I, yeah, I've always wondered if it was a relation to Carrie. I, I don't know, but, uh, and then... I played another place called the Town Tri- Town Crier Steakhouse, and then uh, a place out by the one of the gates on the base that was really just a pool hall. And I can't remember the name of it. And then um, the Starlight Ballroom. Uh, the Starlight Ballroom always had big bands, but on the weekends and one night a week, they would hire me to come in and play that swing time there between happy yeah. hour and when the band started to hold the crowd. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so then I would just use that band's equipment because mine was already set up wherever I was going to play the evening, my evening performance. So I would run in, do that little happy hour set, and then run down the road and play the town crier, the old sawmill, or that pool hall. And so it was, yeah. there was a lot of work then. Yeah, yeah. So what um, what what brought you into really more of a Western Western music? Um, what 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 drew you to Western music? You know, really looking back over poetry and you know my very first ever beginning songs way back in the day and the stories that I would write, they were really about the West and about or um, rural life, agricultural uh, living. And um, so it, it just made sense that the more I, when I got out here in the West and I became more in tune with the, the flow of life and really got involved with uh, the life out here in the West, it's a completely different frame of thinking than you're going to find anyplace else. And I often tell people, you just, you didn't just come to Arizona 
you left the planet when you came <laughs> out here into the desert. Yes, and 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 some of the uh, have a a poem on the website called "I Am the West," mm-hmm. and that came from listening to so many different people um, about how this they are, how Western they are, and how cowboy they are, and all of that. And I just had to have my say about the people that came out here and all of the people that were involved in in making not just Arizona, but the whole desert Southwest and the West a, a, a place to live. The merchants, the bankers, <laughs> the mm-hmm. the bank robbers, right. the bank everybody. robbers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the seamstresses, the doctors, the and just you know the little old grandma that came out and was raising the kids while mom and dad were out breaking horses or plowing the fields. You know everybody that had a hand in settling this part of the country. I am the West. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go from the west to Nashville. So let's oh, let's <laughs> big change there. Let's go from the yeah. west to Nashville and listen to a song called "Cold Night in Nashville" and come back and talk more with Nancy Elliott today on the Campfire Cafe. It was raining when he saw her down on. River Fork Road He pulled over Said give You're looking wet and cold A duffel and guitar She tossed in the back seat Then she jumped into the front Took her wet socks off her feet He turned the heater up And they drove for several miles Before she ever spoke a word Then she turned to him and smiled Thank you It was a cold, cold night in Nashville I left early in the morning And if you hadn't stopped I might still be standing there I might have missed my rendezvous I might have missed it He said But that's the way I'm going Back the way you came She said Oh well, that's okay So tell me what's your name And he told her his real name I'm 
when I got in a 2005 Lincoln, and this is the fall of 2014, it had 22,000 miles on it. Goodness. Yeah. So I drove down out to see my sister who lived in uh, eastern Tennessee at the time, and then coming back, taking the back roads, coming out of Maryville, I was making this left-hand turn onto River Fork Road, and there was this all foggy, misty kind of a day, and just I was sure there was somebody standing over underneath this tree, you know, trying to stay out of the rain. And that's what kicked off that whole song was it was raining when he saw her down on River Fork Road. And uh, so then driving on, you know, the rest of the way. And um, uh, I did uh, uh, stay the night in Nashville that night and uh, went on to see Gruen Guitars the next day. Spent the better part of a day. Wow. (laughs) They opened and they're just playing. Holy smokes. What a wonderful a batch of instruments they have in there, and so many of them locally, local luthiers, you know, yeah. and, and mountain mountain luthiers, just incredible uh, guitars. But um, then driving on out of there uh, the next day, came up on a, a truck stop out in, um, uh, I believe it was out in, um, way out, uh, I think it was about in Illinois, and and uh, found these great art that a native uh, dad and his daughter were painting, and that's where another song came from that trip, A Crazy Horse. Came wow. out of, yeah, the whole trip back to get the Lincoln. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, songs can come from anywhere, can't they? You know, and they really are. Um, I'm one of those people that the song kind of takes control of me. Um, going back to A Horseman's Hands, uh, that song really started out as a poem. I I, I didn't really uh, see a song in it until it was uh, well finished. And then I couldn't pull the song out of it. And so I handed it to my friend Stuart McDougall, and, uh, who great singer-songwriter, and uh, Katie Lang has covered his songs. Um, Randy Travis has covered his music. And uh, Ian Tyson, he wrote with Ian Tyson, and Tyson has covered his songs. And I gave this to Stuart, and he said, well, I can see the song in it, but you can't watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So he trimmed you know, several pages of lyrics or verses down to, you know, three verses and a chorus. And yeah. uh, and then and put and put the music to it. So yeah, that was a wonderful co write with a uh, wonderful experience to get to co write with Stuart. Mm-mm. So do you enjoy co writing with people? Do you do that often? Um I've done that over the years. Les Buffum and I have a couple of songs together mm-hmm. and from the past. And um, I, um, one that he has a couple of lines in, and it's going to be this song by no- Moon or No Moon will be on the upcoming album. And I'm just going to let people guess which are if you know Les Buffum, you'll know which lines are his. It's pretty funny. So <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to leave that alone. But uh, yeah, that one will be on the next album. And then um, 
two more songs that will be on, uh, well, By Moon or No Moon was actually, the music for it was composed by a local songwriter, Don Armstrong. And um, then um, another song that uh, Don and I have together called Lightning Woman Dance, which will be on uh, the upcoming album that I wrote the lyrics and Don set the music to it. And uh, so, yeah, right now, yesterday, actually, I just talked to Dan McCorrison, and he's very interested in some of my lyrics and um, is going to see if he wants to have a part in a couple of um, lyrics that I set to him. So I do. I enjoy it. I don't get the opportunities a lot, but I do enjoy it. It's a challenge. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you can become very creative when when uh, minds get together and start to to uh, work through things. And and it's interesting the way that you never know where it's going to go. Oh, that's one idea cool. you, yeah, one idea that you might have suddenly becomes something else, and so that's pretty pretty fascinating. So when's the new album going to be? When can we look forward to that? Well, I don't know. Um, we got started on it back at Mikasa again with Ismael Barajas, who was the producer on Tall Trees. And um, he has taken ill. So oh, no. uh, keep, him, keep him in your prayers. And um, so the project is on hold for a while. And so we'll, we'll just uh, kind of keep you posted on that. But uh, whereas Tall Trees, was very produced by design, um, bringing in a lot of unusual instruments for an Americana or a Southwestern CD from the Udu mm-hmm. drums to hammered dulcimer and, and instruments like that. The, the next album is going to be pretty much me, my guitar, um, little mandolin, maybe some fiddle, and it's going to be pretty bare bones, you know. So it's going to be quite contrasting. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes those are some of the best albums too. You know. Yes. Yeah. So yes. we're we're going to look forward to that. So you have to let us know when that's going to be out, so we can have you back again. But right now, oh, Right now, I want to get to another song. You've mentioned a couple, and you've mentioned a couple that we've got lined up to play right now. So uh, I'm going to do Crazy Horse. Tell us about okay. Crazy Horse. <laughs> well, I saw, as I say, I was coming back from uh, Ohio and I, I saw this great um, gallery in a truck stop done by a native man and his daughter. And, and they were these quite abstract tiles. And of course, then there was coffee cups and, and prints and baseball caps and T-shirts in the works where these wonderful abstract um, pieces of art were uh, recreated. And I pulled was flipping through some of these prints and tiles and I saw this horse and uh, that was it. The the, uh, bathroom stop was over with. It was back to the car and the notebook (laughs) and I sat right there in the parking lot and started writing down Crazy Horse and that's a song that really just took off on its own. Crazy, crazy horse lives inside of me. Someday she's blue, sometimes she's gray. And it came out to be for my daughters. Um, just 
you know, it's a, always been a crazy world where we live, and it's very easy to get lost and sucked into this huge vacuum of what the world expects of you. But you have to remember who you are and, and where you came from and what you're made of and where, what your intentions are. And then when I began to perform it live, I, I would see the, I'd see the old cowboys out there going, yeah, yeah. You know, so it became a song that not only did the the young girls or the women relate to, but the men relate to it as well. And I was I was really tickled about that. Well, let's take a listen to that and let our audience relate to it. It's Crazy Horse. Nancy Elliott is from the CD Tall Tree. Can get the best of a girl 
songs for today um that one you know i guess i have the the ratification of the 19th amendment coming up celebrating its 100 years in another five days or so i've been thinking a lot about women and um about those those ladies um that got us the right to vote and then just thought Mm -hmm. been thinking a lot about women of the west and the spirit that that um unconquered spirit that that um that the women that have gone on before us have and i thought oh my gosh this is that song (laughs) oh i thank you that's wonderful (laughs) that's a wonderful comparison Um, you you uh yeah um yeah because it's also joyful it's just it's just joyful and and i think sometimes we can get caught up in the somberness of things and remember that there is joy and love that um, wraps it all up, and and I just really have gotten a kick out of that song. Um, you write uh, your website's really wonderful, and part of what I really enjoyed are some of your blog entries. And um, you write a, one of the the most thorough uh, from your point of view as a songwriter. Uh, you really gave us a phenomenal insight into your songwriting process. And as I listen to Tall Tree and see that most most everything is original, there's a co-write and there's a cover of um, an Ian Tyson song. Um, you're you're I think known among all of us as a guitarist and also as a seamstress and also as a songwriter. Um, would you just maybe give us one or two? Um, and we'll encourage people to go read the entire article from NancyElliottMusic.com. Uh, would you just maybe give us a little teaser about your songwriting process, if that's possible? Well, I think <laughs> one, of, one of the things I get, yeah. Well, I'll cut it. I'll cut it way down, um, and and we'll take uh, Horseman's Hands and also uh, the song Tall Tree itself as examples, and that is. Um, uh, I, I threw or just stood in the seamstress shop one day and sang a horseman's hands for a girlfriend. And she said, 
that's about the Lord, isn't it? And I said, sure, of course it is. And then people ask me, what is Tall Tree? Who is Tall Tree about? Or where did Tall Tree come from? And that's the one I will never tell you <laughs> where that <laughs> came from. But I will tell you where that tree is, and it's up on the blue in the Tonto National Forest along the Mugion Rim in, in, in northeast Arizona. That's where Tall Tree is. But where the, the realm that that song came from, I won't tell you because it will change your perception and it will change your connection to the song. Um, Bobby's um, equating Crazy Horse with mm-hmm. uh, the women of the West and the spirit and, and and all of this coming up. Exactly. I want you to be able to, and I think um, with few exceptions, every song should be able to be anybody's song, anybody's story as far as being related to it. When Janice said Horseman's Hands is about that uh, accepting acceptance of uh, the Lord of course it is that's what she heard in it and I give that to her I want her to have that and I, and I think I'm not going to tell her differently so I want in mm-hmm. my songwriting story I, need to, I need to leave that room there for you the listener in all of my stories I want to give you just enough that you have a good foundation to stand on, and then the rest of the story is your story, whatever you it's make right. it to yeah. be. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think Gary, I think Gary's going to do um, ball, um, Starlight Ballroom. You want to just tell us a little bit about that one before he plays it? <laughs> Starlight Ballroom is a real place. Um, <laughs> it's one of the places. It's yeah, it's one of the places that I performed at in my little about a year long at Abilene, Texas adventure in uh, 1978 or nine, whatever it was. And um, it was one of the places that I went and opened, you know, played that gap between happy hour and stuff for the band. But then, you know, I would have to go pick up my paycheck at night. And it was a wild in the evening. It was just a wild, like chairs, like the movie, chairs flying, beer mugs flying, it was absolutely oh, wow. insane. It was Wild West. When I wrote the song and, um, and, and set it to music, and again, on, on Crazy Horse and on Starlight Ballroom, that's the incredible Stuart McDougall on piano putting the foundations down for those songs. And um, <laughs> I played it for uh, Marvin O'Dell. I think I just played it over the air, and he goes, you know what? Starlight Ballroom is still there. I guess guess Lynn Anderson um, um, recorded her last album, part of her last album at the Starlight Ballroom. Oh, wow. Which is, it's a great big, um, it's a great big warehouse type place. They would have two piano players, four fiddlers, you know, like just a monster dance hall. So, yeah, it's, it's a real place. Well, it is a <laughs> it is a fun song. So let's take a listen to Start Light Ballroom and come back in just a moment with Nancy Elliott. Oh. Okay. 
Cowboys turned my horse around. We headed to the dance. Tied our ponies to the right. We'll be swinging pretty soon. Good old time we'll have tonight at the start like ballroom. You can hear that music playing. There's town folk by the school. We'll be dancing with them pretty girls until our fate are sung. Wet your whistle at the bar and loosen up that rust. Find a partner, hit the floor, and kiss up that sawdust. Oh, that starlight ballroom lights up this dusty town. You won't find a better place anywhere around. They call it cowboy heaven, a cowboy dream come true. Just listen to that music, boys, and you'll be swinging too.
the only place you can get my music is from me. There's a few places locally in town that sell it out of hand. So okay. you won't find this music on Spotify or iTunes, places like that. And uh, when you get a digital file from me, it's a super high quality and comes directly to your email. So all of the lyrics to the song are on the website, and uh, the uh, credits for the musicians are also on the website. And um, I have to shout out to everyone, uh, Ismail Barajas for production, and then just the great players, Nick Coventry on fiddle, Earl Edmondson on harmonica and vocals, and and uh, John Hawk, Sindon Sweet, all the people that just really added, Alvin Blaine, um, Stuart McDougall, and um, just, you know, in, incredible musicians that came together and uh, under a plan of you don't get to hear the song till you show up at the studio. And there was only a couple of musicians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stuart McDougall, when he's down from Canada, he and I play around town in the, in the state quite a bit. And so he was kind of privy. Um, I had played on uh, with Alvin Blaine a couple of times down at Monterey Court in Tucson. So he'd heard my song. But everybody else was just really winging it, and and they just really came through. So I'm looking forward to hearing from the listeners today. I do love to hear from you. Please find me on Instagram at Nancy Elliott Music, and you can find me on Facebook at Nancy Elliott Music, and you can visit the Seamstress of the Desert on Facebook and Instagram if you're interested in custom clothing. And... Boy, I don't know what else to say. Just thank you so much for having me. It's been fun, and I'm looking well, forward to are, seeing y'all when you get out here in January. Well, you are welcome. So we look forward to seeing you as well. So um, uh, I'll let you know when that's taking place, and, and more details about that. But you've been a lot of fun, and uh, look forward thank to you. having you come back again. So this has been a blast. This has been a blast. We're going to close out with a song that was written by Ian Tyson and uh, Blaine McIntyre. And this is one called Desert Motel. It's from the CD, Tall Tree. Nancy, thank you so very much. Thank you. Cardboard. 
your truck And there isn't much heat And the room's getting colder A week has gone by The rodeo is over Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert the Trailmeister Everso. Now, if I had a horse, a big, wide, flashy horse, I wouldn't be the kind of guy that I appear to be. I'd be different or I'd be better A hero right down to the letter And all them pretty women Would be after me Cause I'd be Tom Mix I'd be the Lone Ranger I'd be John Wayne I'd be the tall dark stranger I could ride into danger Cause I'd be brave, of course People would look up to me Cause I'd be something that they could aspire to be And this would all be possible If I just had a horse If I had a hat A ten-gallon 
second hand Well, I'd look so sharp All my friends would be amazed Cause I could tip it to the ladies My nose would always be shady And underneath the rim I'd have a Gary Cooper gaze And I'd be Tom Mix Be the Lone Ranger I'd be Lashley Rue I'd be the tall dark stranger I could save any widow's ranch About eight seconds flat And you know people would look up to me Cause I'd be something that they could aspire to be And this would all be possible If I just had a hat Clothes and trappings don't make a man I know that's the way it's always gonna be They can bring out the hero inside But if that's good enough for me If I had some boots They'd go so well with my buckskin suit I could walk into places I never ever dared to go With my firm and manly stride Mean guys would just step aside And I'd be admired by folks I don't even know And I'd be Gene Autry I'd be Roy Rogers I'd have a sidekick Who's an old codger I could chase down the robbers And I could recover the loot People would look up to me Cause I'd be something that they could aspire to be And this would all be possible If I just had some boots Cause I'd be Tom Mix I'd be the Lone Ranger I'd be John Wayne I'd be the tall dark stranger I could ride into danger Cause I'd be brave of course And people would look up to me Cause I'd be something that they could aspire to be Mr. Dave Samey, if I just had a horse, or as Robert likes to say, a mule or an animal. But uh, it's time for Equestrian Legacy Radio Network Saddle Up America with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, joining us today. Hey, Robert. Hello. It's good to be back. It is good to have you back. It is good to have you back. And your good friend, Bobby Bell, is here. She always has Bobby. a good time when you're on the show. <laughs> hey, Robert. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It has Uh, been a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And 
have I seems to seems to me you had a little COVID scare or something. You thought you were coming uh, down or something. Hey, you know, you get you get a, a, a sniffle and you get a sniffle this you know, the, during these days and you wonder if it's a heck of a lot worse. And um so yeah, I had a had a uh summer summer sniffle came on just before uh I was supposed to go on a on a pack trip. And I thought, well, you know, do I really want to chance it? I told the guy he could use my tent. You know, do I want to, you know, be, be in the same tent with somebody else? Kind of like the guy, you know. <laughs> Don't want to give him, <laughs> give him, you know, whatever funk I've got. And, you know, I just figured that, uh, you know, uh, caution was the better part of valor. And I called up and said, hey, somebody else can help help all those loads. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so... I, you know, a day later I was feeling fine, but, you know, it's just, you wonder about that stuff, you know, in the, in the current climate. Well, you do, and it's better to be safe than to be sorry and to uh, and to watch out for our friends as well as ourselves. So kudos to you for doing that, my friend. Oh, thanks. I still would have rather have gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have any good good things to chat about if if I don't get out there. Well, you do need to get out there, but we do have something that I'd like to talk about, and and I happen to notice that you have been spending some time uh, teaching one of your animals about water crossings. Yes. So, yes. Tell us, how, how, do, how do you do that? Because the last time I had to work with a horse on crossing water, I got behind one and was pushing, and uh, I ended up in the water myself trying that trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say that I didn't get wet at all (laughs) during this exercise. Um, Yeah, my my new little mule, uh, Coco, even though she came from the the wet side of Washington, uh, she decided that uh, going across tiny little streams was not in her contract. And mm-hmm. he was not having any part of it. Uh, I wound up, well, I found out uh, we went camping uh, up in the mountains. And this tiny, tiny little stream, I could have stepped across it. Actually, I did step across it more than once uh, <laughs> w- w- without really stretching my legs. And had I decided to to walk in it it wouldn't have gone over my shoe so it was oh, wow. just this tiny tiny little thing but she didn't like it and um gary bobby we spent almost four hours trying to convince her that it was okay everything wow. from you know getting off and and trying to lead her across to you know heavens everything you could think of Working her, working her on the one side, and it wasn't a great place to, you know, it wasn't an open spot, you know, it was in the mountains. Uh, right. And so finally, I did something that I'm, I'm not proud of doing, but I couldn't think of anything else. I said, "All right, we're going to drop." It, it was it was a, a practice pack trip. It was one of the first times she had started carrying boxes and stuff. All right. And so I dropped all the boxes off of her, and I put them on Ellie because she's my steady Eddie. And I said, Celeste, we're just going to go back to camp. It's starting to get dark. (laughs) 
and she's going to have a fit, and she's going to leap across the creek, and then we'll catch her. Well, she didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She did not leap across said creek. Uh, She followed us on the other side of the creek as far as she could, and then she got to this little meadow, and this little meadow had all sorts of little streams in it as well, and Uh. uh, I thought, well, she'll come across here. But no, she did not. (laughs) Oh, me. Every time she came to a little rivulet, nope. She ran back the other way and back and forth. And, you know, we're we're getting closer to camp. And I told Celeste, well, you go on ahead. You know, she'll see that uh, that her buddies are leaving and she'll she'll come across. Oh, yeah. So I, I wound up going back down and, you know, she came up to Ruger and I. And uh, and I had I had, I didn't rope her like a cow, but by golly, I dallied around that horn, and I was awful <laughs> glad that that there was a strong saddle and Ruger is big and strong, and we drug her across. Oh gosh! I felt terrible. She left little little hoof shaped grooves in the in the mud and the dirt. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah. Um, it, it was it was bad. So, so the next day on the camping trip, I said, Celeste, let's go this other direction where there aren't any streams to cross. We can work on this at home. Wow. <laughs> so, so when we got home, uh, then then the work began because at that point, well, I have I have a pack trip coming up this coming week. I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, next Tuesday. Uh, this time next week, I'll be 18 miles in along the Canadian border. Okay. And the first thing that that we come to from the trailhead we're leaving is a river. Uh huh. <laughs> it's the first thing. You know, 30 seconds after you leave the parking area, you're at a river. <laughs> river. Yeah. And, and so, so she's got to cross it. Um, so we came home and at first, you know, it was, we, we, I've been taking her over tarps. You know, you always see, well, they walk right. over a tarp. I'm like, right. well, yeah, she'll walk over a tarp. We've been playing with tarps for forever. You know, we, we dress up in the tarp, you know, we we're, look like uh blue, blue ghosts. That and ain't water. So, it ain't water. So I, I put the hose on it. Well, maybe it's the noise. Ah, she didn't care and walked right across it. Okay, we can deal with this. And then <laughs> Celeste looked at me. She saw me <laughs> dragging logs from the woods behind the house. We have this little bit of a depression <laughs> in front of the house <laughs> that I thought, hmm, I can fill this with water. <laughs> yeah. And so I got some logs to kind of bolster the sides and it Got a great big tarp, and I ran a big long hose, <laughs> and I filled it up as 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 deep as I could. You know, maybe you know, maybe six, ten inches, something like that. And she saw that when we went down there, and she put the brakes on. Wow, oh, no. Uh, okay, we can work with this because now I've got a big area to work with. And so, anytime she put the brakes on, okay. Let's work. You can be smart or you can be strong. Same thing I told my Marines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so 
if, if you're not walking towards it, then you're going to be doing circles and turning the hinds, you know, all that good groundwork, you know. Right, right. Until she decided that, huh, I can take a break if I walk toward the water. Because <laughs> uh-huh. she's a smart mule. And so we did that for the longest time uh, until, hey, I can take a break in the water. Water's good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's it's a it's a long term it, it took every bit of two weeks um to, to get there. I, I didn't want to go to the point where we were white eyed and it was a, a fear or anger thing, you know. Right. Um I'm I'm not into drama. Uh so we just took you're, it slow. You're talking about you're talking about your white eyed and anger, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so we did that until that was no big deal. And, you know, Spokane, we're on the edge of, of the high desert here in Washington. You know, right. Washington is two-thirds desert. So there's the, the nearest spot where I can count on regular water is about an hour north of me. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, so we we went to Rustler's Gulch <laughs> and um, – Went down there with a with a dear friend. Celeste couldn't go with me on that, and had had Coco behind. And this is going to be no problem because we've been practicing. And then I was dissuaded of that. <laughs> 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 we got to, to the uh, to the stream, and 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 I I planned the spot because you know I wanted a spot where if there were an issue, I would have room and it was safe to work. You know, right. And so tiny little stream again. I could step across it or or walk through without getting too wet. And she decided, no, I'm not going to go. Like, Gee, golly, Coco, do we got to go through this? But this time, I've stacked, I've stacked the odds in my favor. <laughs> so I got up and tied, tied Ruger to, to a brush, and we started working. All right, we can go in circles. We can turn the fours and the hinds, and we can do all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, until you decide you want to walk, and it didn't take long. It certainly wasn't wasn't you know four hours. It was about you know right. fifteen twenty minutes, and then it's like, all right, I I, I guess I'm going to go across the water, and uh, so we went across the water a few times, and then I was wondering, is it going to be like this every time we hit every new time. water? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And so in this particular spot, there's this one little stream, you know, that, that I told you about. And there's a couple muddy spots in the trail. And getting toward that first muddy spot, I'm thinking, well, should I put a wrap around the horn just in case? Yeah. <laughs> what, what should I do here? And I thought, no, I'm just going to breathe in and breathe out real deep and think happy thoughts and just going to assume. And we went right through it, and she didn't even slow up. Oh, then we yeah. had the river. And it's an actual, to goodness, river, the uh, Little Spokane River. Uh, okay. You know, for back east, it's it would be a creek. But for here, it's right. a river. Right. Uh, and it's about up to your belly. And I thought, well, this should be interesting. And Gary, she walked right in. Oh, wow. Right in. And I was over the moon. Like, yay, I can train a mule. (laughs) 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 So it was 
no issue at all, um, and and it was good. And so you know we you know we got over the river, and so we had to come back across it, of course. Right. And it was good. And then we've been back a couple times since. Uh, and both it's with good. and without, and it's been good. Uh, good. You know, so it was a challenge at, at first, but you know, just that calm consistency I think really helped. Right. And you know, part part of me says that she was afraid of the water. A larger part of me is saying she was just just saying no. No, I don't want to and you can't make me. Uh you know, I hate to give them human emotions like that, but gee golly <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of like what we think of of, of as a mule sometimes being stubborn, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're just, she just, just being Coco, but yeah, it was. Yeah. I I was concerned. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I ya. was concerned, I but ever since you. since that, she's been she's been good. All right. Well, congratulations, my friend. So you should have a good trip then when you head on out. So I'm right so. now, right now, we're going to take a break and listen to a great song by Trinity Seeley. When we come back, Bobby Jean has been saving up some questions for you. I just know. And oh. so we'll, we'll see what she's got on her mind when we come back in a minute. But right now, let's listen to Get Back On Again and Ride. This is Trinity Seeley. We're talking with our good friend, Robert Eversole, the mule trainer on the <laughs> Saddle Ferry.
Trinity Seeley. Get back on again and ride. <laughs> I was waiting for the echo. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Saddle of America with our guest, uh, Robert Eversall. Robert, you know, um, as I get ready to chat with you, I always spend a lot of time on your Facebook page, always happy to see that you are constantly posting great, engaging videos and photos, and um, and then, of course, the Trailmeister website. And I noticed that you did a, a book review recently, and as we've just been talking about water crossing, um, you wrote about a book called Trails, T period dot, you know, the dots between each letter of the word. And I yeah. was kind of curious. Do you want to talk about that book? Because the picture is a horse crossing water with big old frogs looking, frogs, <laughs> or whatever. Looking at the horse's hoof. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it was a really, really um, nifty book. Uh, uh, dentist, I think, out of Texas uh, wrote this book. Uh, you can get it on, on the Amazon. Um, and what he does is he breaks down um, ways to assess for your horses and training behavior, things like that into a way to quantify it, as opposed to saying um, Coco is really bad at water crossings. I can say instead that she is, you know, out of a system of, of, of five, she's a two. You know, she's not terrible, terrible, but she's not great by any means. So it gives us a way to 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 quantify um as opposed to subjective terms she's bad instead she you know will approach water but won't cross you you, you kind of get the idea there so and i just really liked how the guy kind of went through all these different uh skill sets and 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 assigned criteria to them you know being being a you know, a, a former banker, I'm all about the numbers and spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So. Well, you, in your review, um, you write about, you think, you know, Ruger and Ellie, and you kind of compare, uh, like, how is your horse at trail, trailer loading? And yeah. what do you say about Ruger? Yeah. What do you give Ruger? Oh, heavens. Now you can make me have to try to remember. So what's I, – I've got the book on my desk, so let us look. <laughs> let us look because uh, there's all these different different areas, uh, ground yeah. training, mounted training. Here we go. Chapter 7, trailering, page 171. Let's see what it says. <laughs> and I know Gary's he, – he, he's really impressed because Robert can read. Not yeah, well. pretty, pretty impressive. So zero to five. Zero being will not load becomes dangerous with pressure. Needs sedation. <laughs> Number one, oh. uh, requires 20 minutes or more. Periodically dangerous. Two, um, five to 20 minutes to load. Not dangerous. Three, one to five. Four, loads immediately but is restless. Five, readily loads, stands quietly. Ruger, well, I have to. I have to admit this. Ruger used to be a five. <laughs> Last week, 
he got into a snit when we loaded back in the trailer. Um, you know, I have a stock trailer, so I load. I everybody gets tied to the side of the the driver's side of the trailer, right? And they just kind of kind of stack in, not not uh, uh, perpendicular to 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 the trailer, but you know, kind of kind of at an angle, if you will. Well, Ruger decided that he wanted to stand straight front and back, like a straight load. Well, oh no! I can't load four critters if he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I fussed and fought with him. I bet ten minutes. No, move your butt. And I would. <laughs> he would move his butt, and I would get out and bring somebody else in. And by the time I brought He'd him in, his, his butt would be back where it was. Yeah. It was a great game for him. <laughs> so I would have to say that he went to a a three for that day. <laughs> Uh, Ellie has always been a five. All right, I got to go to work. Um, Minning, when we first got Minning, heavens, I bet, I bet, I would have called her a two. You know, a long, wasn't dangerous, but didn't like it. And you know, twenty minutes trying to load somebody. Gee, golly, yeah, that's a killer. That's, yeah, it is. And you know, all your friends are watching you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Coco, um, you know, when when I first brought her home, um I I I think she thought that if she was going in the trailer she was gonna gonna leave home again. <laughs> so she she wasn't a big fan. You know, I'd bring her in and instead of stepping in the trailer she'd veer right or left around the door <laughs> up the side. Oh me. Um but you know now, now, now she's fine. I usually, whether we're going any place or not, um, I usually keep that trailer hooked up to the truck, um, and so we'll periodically. All right, let's get in the trailer. Let's get out. Just practice. Yeah, it, it, it can't hurt. And I've been working. Well, you, Gary, you remember my good yellow horse, LT? Yeah. The one that yeah. I lost a few years back. Yeah. He was fabulous. Because I, I, I never really liked tying them in the trailer. And with just the two, I, I didn't really have to. They figure out how they like to ride and do right. their thing. But when I opened the door, when we arrived at our destination, I opened the door and they would both stay in there, R- Ruger and, and or LT and, and Minning, until I told them to come out. Yeah, and I liked that cool. a lot. Uh, yeah. Ruger, we're almost there. And you know, he's coming he, out. Yeah, he 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 still comes out on his own, but you know he'll 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 give me a, a a minute or two to you know get get stuff undone or or he'll he'll give me the the, the look before he steps out the back. So yeah, I'd like to get them all there. So I, I don't like critters rushing me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. So so yeah. So trailering. Uh, and it it, it it all changes in time, of course. But with 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 constant practice, um, things get better and better. And and you just find ways to make games of it. That that's what it is with the trailer and I. All right, Bubba's, you got to stay until Daddy says you can come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, Sierra is pretty good about just loading and unloading. Yep. But uh, I've had. I think I had one. I think I had one horse in all of the years that I fooled with horses that we could never, never 
loading a trailer. I don't even know how I got her home. I did not remember <laughs> how I got her home for the first time. But I know when I sold her, we worked for hours to, to try to load her in a trailer. And fortunately, the fellow didn't live at about four or five miles away that bought her. And so they ended up just riding her home. I mean, it oh was. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we worked oh for hours and hours trying to load that mare. But, and uh, isn't that just embarrassing? <laughs> yeah. 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 With, and with it's Ruger. always hot. It's always yeah, hot yeah. when you're trying to load one. Yeah. Or raining. Yeah. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or hot and raining, which is doubly as bad. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. they're the, the kids, the furry kids, and their their ideas of fun. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, Bobby, that was the book. <laughs> well, it sounded really interesting, and it sounded like. Um, there were a number of different, obviously, are they chapters or just topics where, uh, um, like, chapters. the trail loading was one of them? And cha- okay. Yeah, and then does he also chapters. provide? Does he also provide um, tips on the on training to to move uh, a critter from you know one to two, two to four, four? You know, like, what do you need to uh, do to to? Uh, or is it just an assessment guide, really? It's mostly just an assessment guide. Uh, David does put some uh, some tips and hints in there, if you will. I'm not going to say that I agree with them all. Um, but, you know, you, you talk to two horse people, you're going to have eight different opinions. <laughs> so so that, that's legit. Um, but I, I think the, the real beauty of the guide is being able to, to quantify. Uh, that being said, you know, Somebody else can take his tips, and maybe they'd work great for them. Uh, he has a little bit different different angle than than what I go with sometimes. Not nothing mm-hmm. that he, that he writes is, in my opinion, unsafe. Just not my particular flavor necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But 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 being able to to just like I said, quantify that. So if I call somebody up, say hey. Celeste's let me open up the wallet again, and I want another mule. How well does he load? Well, I can get him in the trailer. Well, that wasn't my question. <laughs> Here's a zero to five scale. Right. You know, so I can right. get a lot of that initial um, quantification out of the way before I go and fall in love with the kind eye. Um, you know, so no, 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 Bobby. I, I have to respectfully disagree with that. The really smart thing would be to buy an ATV. But but yeah, it's a really nifty book. And I see, and of course, if you buy it on Amazon, you want to remember uh, to do it um, through the Amazon, is it the Smiles program, uh, Robert? There's a, there's a way to raise a little bit of money for you with book purchases. Yeah, um, just go to Trailmeister.com. We've got a big Amazon banner up at the very top. And uh, you can go there, or you can just go to the uh, the, the book review there on Trailmeister, and it, we have links to Amazon straight from there. Um, and you, you get to see some some uh, you know bits more bits about the book, you know, from the the review page as well. Um, yeah, like I said, I thought it was a really really nifty book, <laughs> and and I, I until you mentioned it, I 
can't say that I really noticed the alligator said the water the horse was walking across. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something big and green down there. I I can't tell if they're alligators. Are they out? You have the book in front of you. Are they out? Yeah, alligators, I think they're crocodiles. alligators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so. so cute when you posted it. You said maybe that's what Coco had seen. Maybe that's why Coco yeah. was looking at the um, water. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Lord knows what she was having, having a fit about. I would like to say that she was scared of something, but there was never, in that entire four-hour saga, there was never any wide eyes, dangerous yeah. kind of stuff. It was, right. no, just not going to go. Not not feeling it today, Robert. <laughs> now, um, you know, Robert, I'm also a fan of food. Oh, you're so, good. Yeah, so you, um, on your Facebook page back in late July, you posted about curried rice. And oh, six, yeah, my new recipe. Rice, beans, yeah. So do you want to talk about one of those um, dishes uh, yeah. for a moment here? I would love to. So the curried rice, um, I like a good curry. Um, but but try to try to take coconut milk and all that good stuff into the back country with you, <laughs> and 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 I, you know, I've done the well heavens. You retire from the Marine Corps, and 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 you've done the MREs. <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that again. Um, and and you know, you've got the 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 mountain house. You know, the freeze dried camping food, and I've always kind of worried. Excuse me. You know about if if I can't pronounce some of the ingredients, do I really <laughs> want to ingest them? Do you want to eat it? Yeah. Right. You know. So I mean, modified this, lactic that, monosodium, blah 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 blah. So I've been trying uh, to come up with good. Uh, and and they're terribly expensive as well. You know, I, I I could go to a good restaurant for less than some of these, you know, boiling meals. <laughs> you know, they're like really? drool. Oh heavens, yes. You know, it's wow. nothing to spend twelve twelve fifteen dollars on on, a, on an entree. Um, yeah, I mean, they're 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 better than nothing, I guess. But I can't say a lot. Um, so <laughs> I've been trying to find ways. Just from the local grocery store, that uh, um, I can eat well, and so the curried rice is uh, uh, minute rice uh, because it, it cooks, it's already uh, what do you call it par cooked? Uh, it's already partially cooked and just dehydrated after that, and it also has a lower glycemic uh, uh, value than regular rice because it's already been uh, some of the starches have already wow. been converted. Yeah. yeah. So it helps me. Celeste says I get hangry when my blood sugar crashes, so it kind of helps with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and so uh, so that um, uh, minute rice and what else is in there? Curry seasoning, uh, coconut milk powder is the only thing that was kind of odd in the ingredients, uh, but you can get it off the Amazon, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that. Um, you know, you can get the canned chicken or the chicken chicken and pouches, you know, mm-hmm. um, that for your right, protein. Chicken and pouches. Yeah. Right. Um, and then what else is in there? 
I forget what else. Oh, oh, uh, like dehydrated vegetable bits. Um, oh, it, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, con, con, I, I've been trying to let Celeste let me get a, a dehydrator, but she says it would be like everything else that I get and just another <laughs> gadget that winds up yeah. in a closet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I convinced her that we really needed a home gym at one point. Oh, no. And so we got one. I got to tell you, it's the best thing in the world to dry sweaters on in the winter because it just kind of drapes <laughs> over them, you know. <laughs> so, so ever since that, she, you know, no, Robert, you you, you can find other ways. Honest. Mm. <laughs> well, you are taking a trip uh, in the next week or two, and yeah, head uh, to Satan. That will be a fun thing to talk about next time. Yes, show. it will. Hope, hopefully, I and, return. Well, I hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> and uh, any anything happening on any kind of expos for next year that you're hearing about? I uh, just spoke uh, a couple days ago with the Washington State uh, Horse Expo. Uh, okay. They have dates for it. Uh, I think March, April, something like that. Uh, so got a contract in, in the in the email, so they're planning on it going. I'm Good. scheduled to be at the uh, the Midwest Horse Fair, the one in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and so far, that's about it. I think most of the expos are tentatively uh, planning planning their events. But the, everybody has been, you know, very upfront with, you know, we're gonna we're gonna plan them and put the dates out and send your contracts wait, out. Wait. Yeah. But, you know, you know, thing things can and 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 may happen. So I yeah. think I think the whole world is trying to get back to normal, and but we're doing it in fits and starts. You know, yeah. as, as the virus ebbs and wanes and what have you. Yeah. So, well, so yeah, they're coming along. Uh, hopefully they'll have some kind of a vaccine ready by the first of the year. And yep. uh, people will be able to kind of get back to some kind of normalcy as we exactly. move forward. But uh, in the meantime, we're having a lot of fun being with you every second Thursday of the month. Yeah, and, we're uh, staying together apart. We are staying together apart. <laughs> And and but I was just thinking as you were talking about the food a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime we've got to plan a trip that we can make. So we'll have to do that. I like being the camp cook. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to Bryce Canyon in September of next year, Robert. Excellent. Uh, you're invited. Oh, hooray! I will have to you see if I can invited. make that. You ever been to Bryce? I've driven past it. It's beautiful. Okay. All right. Put it on your calendar. That'll be September the 16th through the 19th, I think, are the okay. dates on that. So that should be a lot of fun. Is but, Bobby uh, going to be there? Bobby? <laughs> Bobby, you coming? I don't know. <laughs> Rendezvous. Okay. It'll be a lot she, of fun. Okay. She says, okay. I don't know. But 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 her, her her mouth says I don't know, but her voice says no. No, I won't be there. She she probably would have fun. 
Rendezvous West. Rendezvous West. That should be a big time. But uh, anyway, Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister. You can find him at trailmeister.com, the world's most exciting and complete trail guide with all kinds of video and information. And uh, just ask Bobby. She loves to go to his website and check this out. Well, there you go. Well, you guys stay safe, stay healthy. And it looks forward right. to, to next month, and I'm going to go out to the barn and get ready for my farrier today. He should be out momentarily. We're going to put new new kicks on the kids. All right. Well, have fun. Stay safe. All right. Talk Take to you care. Bye-bye, bye. everybody. All right. See Bye-bye. You. And we're going to be back in just a moment. We're going to take a listen to another song from Mary Kay. It's called We Dream of Horses, and we will be back on Saddle Up America in just a moment. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony right. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over, he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name. Now every Christmas and birthday, his wish list is the same. And he hears them calling his name And he needs the drum of his feet The swing is dried and the wind in a horse's mane This gal knows about falling down Climbing right back on Shovel stalls hard hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She dreams of horses Followed other dreams Teachers, lawyers, nurses Or pilots or U.S. And we hear them 
Frontier, and you can still pre-order that at mary-k.com. So we've had a fun show today, Bobby, talking with Nancy Elliott on the Campfire Cafe, and always fun to talk to Robert Eversole on Saddle Up America. So we're going to have to get you and Robert together. Maybe we need to do that at <laughs> Bryce Canyon next September. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, I want to remind everyone that the Living Room Sessions is back live this Saturday starting at noon at EquestrianLegacy.net. Our very special guest joining us to kick off Season 2 is R.W. Hampton. So that's going to be a fun, fun show to have R.W. on, and and, uh, it's just like a concert in your own living room. The Living Room Sessions, noon Central Standard Time this Saturday at equestrianlegacy.net. And we're going to remind you, too, that you can still make reservations for Rendezvous 2020 at the Circle E Guest Ranch uh, in East Tennessee. Visit our website and just click on Rendezvous 2020 for that and uh, make your reservations. That's coming up in just two months. Bobby, this this year is going by, isn't it? Uh, I can't. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Very it, fast. It is going by. So a lot of changes coming up in the new year. And uh, we may talk about some of those a little bit later, but not today because we're just about to run out of time. But um, it is good to be back with you, Miss Bobby. And it's going to be fun to be on the show next week. So the Campfire Cafe, our special guest is who? Uh, Kathy Moss with her brand new CD that came a prancing. It's great. All right. So we're looking forward to talking with Kathy, and we're looking forward to being back with Bobby Bell next Thursday, beginning at noon Central Standard Time. And we're always happy and pleased to have our guest from around the world joining us on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We're going to close out the show today with a great song from our friend, Mr. R.W. Hampton. It's one called Drifting Again, and we'll see you next week at equestrianlegacy.net. Thanks for listening. Drifting again like an old tumbleweed. Like an old tumbleweed 
Yes, sir. 